So like you get fans and they're like, yo, dude, you need to go back to your old school shit, you know? And we're like, yeah, like we did that. Like we're bringing some of that rap back and some of that like new metal element to the music again. And, and then we realize old school Papa Roach to some people is 2010. It's like, depends on when you fell in love with our band and what old school means to you. Hey guys, James Wilson-Taylor here for Rock Sound. Now Papa Roach's brand new album is just around the corner. I'm delighted to say on Zoom right now, we got Jacoby to tell us all about it. How are you, man? Good, man. I'm just uh, out on tour in America, making some noise with the boys, which is great, playing new, playing some new music on stage, which is freaking awesome. And I'm talking to Rock Sound, dude. So life's dope, man. I got to talk to my folks across the pond. Always good to see you, man. No, it must be so, so great. I mean, obviously, this is such a, an obvious question I've been asking everyone lately, but you just must be delighted to be back on a stage again, man. It's been a minute there. It must be so, so lovely to finally be out there with your people again. Yeah, man, it really is. It's a, it's a blessing, and I'm just grateful to, you know, be able to just connect with people again and do that, live that purpose that, you know, I've lived for so many years of my life and uh, just approaching it with a sense of gratitude, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's going to feel even sweeter after the last couple of years, I'm sure, to finally be able to get back out there, dude. And you know this, man. (laughs) So, so true. Well, it's an exciting time to talk to you, man. The new album is on the way. It is called Ego Trip. Um, Let's start with kind of how this came together, because I remember the last time we spoke was kind of peak lockdown, really, doing one of these. And you were kind of starting to work on some new ideas. You had some songs that were already formulating there. When did it all kind of come together where you thought, yeah, I think we might have a a full-on record here? Um, We went and moved into this house in Temecula, California, during the lockdown, and just uh hold up there for a month straight and wrote music 24 7 literally it was just creative ideas flowing we had a, a main studio in the main house then we had um a couple ancillary rigs in the other bedrooms and it was just idea after idea after idea and it was just a honestly like a tidal weight of, of creativity and we had a lot of momentum leaving that place and we had a core of the album i'd say like eight nine songs finished up for the record at that point in time and then just like musical jump offs and that's when we took the stuff back to north hollywood and we started working on the stuff in uh in a in like a proper studio for a little while and uh then after that i was like i'm sick of being in a studio i was like i don't want to be in a studio dude cut back home for a little while and uh then we started renting airbnbs and so just renting Airbnbs, rolling out there with a laptop, you know, Apollo twin and a vocal and, you know, and a microphone and a pair of headphones. And we would just cut vocals in these Airbnb, Airbnbs down North Hollywood. Um, uh, another one of them, we went up to San Luis Obispo on the beach, you know, and cut some vocals there. And it was just, it was a, it was a really cool process. And so it took a, it took some time, but I knew once we left Temecula, we had a lot of great, music and we knew that we had something special and uh we're just so proud of it man it's 14 the album's 14 tracks it's deep it's a journey 
Yeah, man, no, it's really nice to hear you so positive about it. Again, I, you know, a couple of things I want to mention from, again, this last time we spoke, because it was interesting to see this this kind of change now you got the finished product there. I remember you saying at the time there was a track you were super, super excited about. I think you just finished it. You were saying it's like, it's got Shikari vibes. It's got all these big things, and it was called Bloodline. And now we see oh. it has made the final track list, man. Is that still the one you're kind of most hyped about, hyped for people to get oh, to hear? I, I love that track. It's, it's definitely a standout track on the record. And uh, I mean, honestly, like every song has its own life and its own space and its own energy and its own field. It's not not this album is stylistically, it's like musical ADD in a way. Um, there's just so many styles we like to dip into musically, but Bloodline is just, ah, it's fiery, dude. It's just got this energy that's like, it's kooky and I can't wait to play it live. We're not playing it live on the, in the set yet, but. Once we add that one in, I'll be, I'll be stoked. Man, exciting times. Well, we can already hear from the singles that are out there, the kind of diversity on this record and the different sounds you're playing with. I want to talk about a couple yeah. of the singles. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the success of Kill the Noise, man. That's been really, really nice to see how much the, the fan base have really, really got behind that. And it's really kind of taken on this bigger audience. Tell me a little bit about, about putting that one in particular together, I guess. I mean, quite an obvious single by the sounds of it. Yeah, I know. That, that was one of like the as far as like the heavier rock songs, that was like the bar. And so when we went in to try to like, not recreate Kill the Noise again, but write another song with that same energy and that same kind of feel, you know, I, I, we like to call them cousins, right? Like what's the cousin of that song? And uh, we just knew we had something special with that one as well. I remember hearing that. I wasn't in the studio when the band wrote the music. Um, they sent me the music. I had actually, we just, <laughs> that one we did a while ago, the music had been sitting around for a minute and uh, I was sick. That's what happened. I was sick. I went, yeah, I got, a, I went to Mexico and got that like sickness, not the COVID, but the like the Montezuma's revenge. Tall for as we call it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of going on a tangent there, but I heard the music and I knew it was special and I knew the band set the bar high and, you know, lyrically, fuck, man, what's going on in the world today? It's just like, there's so much noise between media, the pissing matches on social media, and the misinformation and the just the infighting and and just the static that it creates and the, and that energy that it that culminates in our lives if we choose to dive in and be part of the pissing match. It's just, it can make you go fucking crazy, you know? And I had to, at a few points in the last couple of years, just step off social media, put my phone down and just get back in the real world. Um, it's a, it can be a real noisy place if you, if you choose to be involved in that stuff and, I just, I can't, I couldn't handle it, man. It broke me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, am I losing my mind? Am I fucking going crazy? You know? And uh, some people have. Some people just fell off the fucking deep end. Yeah, you're far from alone in that. I mean, and clearly the success of the track, I think, as well, speaks to the fact that people are hearing that message, man. It's definitely a very universal feeling for sure. And, yeah. uh, and I think, that again, you know, we talk about the contrast of the record. What's really nice is you've got, you know, something you're clearly very passionate about with the lyrics in there and obviously a big kind of heavy yeah. track. And we contrast that 
we then get a track like Swerve, which again just has this absolute really really fun feel, okay. and it's like yeah. it's but it's like such a different vibe in a lot of ways. Tell me a little bit about putting that together because we were actually we had uh, one of these chats with Swaker the other week as well, which was really really oh, nice. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was properly singing your guys' praises as well. Obviously, he's been inspired by you guys since back in the day, and also of course Jason from the Fever, who's just an absolute gentleman and such a talented dude as well. You know, tell me a little bit about about working with those guys on this one. Oh man, I mean. The track is it was just so nutty and different you know and it was actually one of the songs lyrically um that i just didn't know where to take it you know i didn't i was just like ah, i kind of let it sit on the back burner and uh i didn't have anything written for it and then we were like dude this kind of seems like a song we just need to go get like some guest vocals and let that be like the inspiration for for this instead of me just tackling the whole track and you know, it just felt like this is something that we wanted to involve other people with. So we sent the track off to Jay and Jay spit this verse on it. And I was just like, oh, so you're going to set the bar like that, motherfucker, let's go. You know, and uh, so then I spit bars, sent them back to him. He threw another, another, I think another four bars on it. And it was like we were going back and forth. Uh, we were sending the track back and forth online because he was down in New Zealand at the time. And uh, just to speak on on Jason, he is, like you said, he's just, he's such a good human being. I love his heart. I love his spirit. Um, and I connect with him on a lot of different levels, uh, musically, uh, from a father standpoint, you know, he's a father, I'm a father, that element, you know, and so there was a vibe there with he and I, and uh, he definitely is an inspiring dude to work with straight up and like, what a force. Um, and then we were like, you know, brainstorming, well, who could be like the third person on this track? Cause it's always like, everybody always does two, like, you know, two vocalists. And I'm like, nah, fuck that, man. We got to break this, break that cycle. Let's try something different. Let's get a third guy. And, uh, my producer Colin Britton at the time was doing some, uh, producing with, with Sueco and, uh, Colin brought it up. He's like, what about this kid Sueco? Let's, you know, let's see what he could spit on it. And, uh, so we sent him the track. And he laid his part down. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is, I didn't have the vision in my mind of what it was going to be. I just knew that I wanted it to be special. And that's what happened, you know? And it's such a, a fun track. And it's such like a throw your fucking middle finger up in the sky type of track. It's not, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. You know, this is, uh, this, we're like, this song's for the fucking haters. Straight up, like just some numbskull fucking rock shit. And uh, we had a good time with it, man. And and uh, shooting the video was a blast. And, you know, Sweco showed up. He had no idea he was going to get in a kiddie pool in his underwear. <laughs> you know, we, we just threw that on him at the at, on set. We we're like, hey, dude, are you comfortable, like, you know, just stripping down? He's like, huh? And uh, he was a good sport, dude. He did it, man. And it's just like, it's such a beat change, you know in the pacing of the video when he's just chilling in that pool spitting his verse and everybody bought, brought something super unique to the track and i think it's really special yeah i love that collaborative spirit man obviously you've been working with lots of people recently it's just so nice yeah. to see that and especially when it clicks like that with two really genuinely nice dudes who do bring something separate to the table as well it's a really really yep. nice mix in there man for sure fuck yeah 
Um, I mean, we talk about these big statements stuff. That I always like to ask people about album titles. Maybe it's a cliche question, I don't know, but it genuinely fascinates me. I love to know why people pick these phrases, especially when it's a big old statement like this. A statement like Ego Trip to throw there to sum up all these kind of songs as a collection together. Tell me a bit about why you decided that was what you wanted to title the record as a whole. This, this album essentially is like a journey through the ego and the wrestling match of the ego of my higher self and my lower self. And I'm always challenging myself to try to become a better person, um, treat myself better, treat other people better, put other people first. Um, but I got this part of me that's just so selfish and self-centered and self-seeking, you know, and it's that, it's that, it's that wrestling match with the ego, you know, it's like, who's in control right now? You know, is it, is it my higher self, my more uh, humbled, spiritual loving compassionate self or is it my dark self-seeking version of myself and uh I, we all have that you know and it's and it's i've found that to progress in my life i gotta smash the ego i have to because when i'm out there thinking my shit don't stink and the world should bow down before me my life turns to shambles it's just it don't work for me it doesn't it do, i don't operate well in that dynamic and so papa roach we're on an ego trip yeah i mean it's funny isn't it that like it takes bands a lot i think we all have those moments right we all get you know get kind of on that level with ourselves but it, it takes time to realize that doesn't it? it takes time to realize how we all need to be grounded in our lives no matter what it is we do and i guess the fact that you guys have been in the game so long as well i would imagine that only helps you to be like you know what we know where we're at we want to stay grounded to so we can succeed in a bigger way yeah well you know it's like we we went out and all guns blazing 150 miles an hour towards a center block wall and would bash our heads into it repeatedly and that was our lifestyle for for some years and uh just a lot of wreckage and damage and pain self-inflicted pain uh relationship issues you know and it's like it's almost like this album the, the title seems so egotistical so cocky but it's anti that honestly it's like there's this self-awareness that is that i've come to in my life that i'm always challenging myself to uh rise to the occasion yeah no it's a good attitude to have man i respect you for that very well put um and it's interesting as well you know again it's something else that we, we spoke about last time because uh that was around like the the live stream the anniversary live streams and stuff you were doing for oh, yeah. at the time yeah and i remember you saying again you were like you really enjoyed revisiting that world for a minute and that particular time in your life and that particular time in your career and i think you said something to the effect of i'm gonna be interested to see how revisiting this affects what i want to do next how did it affect what you've done next how do you feel revisiting that time affected what we're going to hear here on ego trip you know sonically i feel like we went and revisited that space and it was like oh man the riff what about the riff man like we had all those riffs on infest they were just every track had this memorable guitar part that you know we kids online would be you know going back and playing you know and so I think that that element really influenced the, the this album and, you know, the way that we approach some of the tracks is like, dude, let's not forget like the guitar riff and let that be a shining moment in each song. How can the guitar really poke through 
and be the star. Um, and then for me, I guess the reflection upon that time was a lot of the touring that I was doing around that album. I was a fucking maniac. I was so self-destructive, you know, I was like beating myself in the head with a microphone till I would bleed, you know? And it was just like, I don't, I don't understand where that was coming from. You know, I don't, I just, maybe I was just like, I'm just, I'm fucking crazy. Like I wanted to prove that I was crazy, you know? And it's like, I became, I became that, right. It's like, I went so far down that path that it's like, I lost myself to be honest. Like I really did, man. It took me some time to recover, like who, who I am. And so I think that that's what brought on that again, that analyzing himself, accountability, to recognize the growth that I've done in my life. You know, I've, I've done stepped away from the, from alcohol now for 10 years, you know, and, and uh, that was a battle for me for a long time. And, and so to recognize that growth, but to always, you know, put my feet to the fire, you know, cause it's a, uh, if I give myself completely to this world, it's all about following that dark lower self. And uh, I just have to, you know, recoil from the flame stop burning myself and and live again and that experience i think of going back in time and reliving some of those moments in my mind made me realize like this path i'm on is the right path the right path i'm you know i got i got my life together man it feels like as much as i'm spinning out you know at moments i do a lot of like head tripping i think that's part of my problem is i future trip and so music is a way for me to untangle that crazy ass ball of yarn that all those knots in my mind, music is that way to untangle and to to become free again, to then become tangled again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's a process, man. Every day, every day you every day I wake up, man. It's a it's a it's a new challenge. It's good. It's a good one, man. Yeah, everyone's got an element of that, but it's it must. Be, I mean, that's so nice for you to be able to go back and celebrate those moments, but also have realizations like that about yourself. That's, that's such a lovely, lovely thing to be able to take away from from looking back at what was, you know, this huge, huge success, but also being able to take away something personally like that as well. So, yeah, so lovely. Like I, I am a fully recovered fuckboy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like straight up, dude. Like I look back at my old self, and I'm like, you're such a idiot. You know, <laughs> just fucking. Hey, takes a lot to recognize that in our past selves, man. I respect that. That's very, very <laughs> yeah. good, dude. Well, what was nice, actually, on a musical level with that as well, when you were celebrating that, was seeing how the kind of generation that's come since have embraced that record and were really reminiscing among themselves as well around the anniversary. I'm thinking particularly of, like, I saw you uh, jumping up with uh, Mr. Ollie Sykes and stuff at Emo Night and all those kind of things. Like, uh, what yeah. a lovely, lovely meeting of generations there. Because obviously he's, he's always said, you know, how much, you know, the scene you were a part yeah. of and you guys in particular have really informed what he's gone on to do as well yeah it's cool man it's it's rad to see these young bands um that are coming up and and stepping on the stage and just fucking ripping it and knowing that our music was part of the inspiration behind that and it just it blows me away you know it really does it's it's humbling and it's an exciting you know and to to hit on that it's like you know bring me the horizon honestly is like they're probably one of my favorite bands straight up like I love that band. I love that they're bold and adventurous with their style. I'm like, good on you boys, man. Instead of just like stay in deathcore your whole life, like evolve, let the music grow with you. And and that's what, I mean, that's what we've done through our whole career, right? Is just continue to evolve and, and 
and fall in love with new music and let that inspire us, fall in love with old music, let that inspire us. But yeah, it's dope to be, uh, see this kind of time come full circle and we're still, we still got something to say. We still got something to prove, you know, it's like, you know, we see these young cats like bring me coming up and it's like, all right, like I want to be part of the conversation of current popular heavy rock music, you know, and it's, I'm just so grateful that we still are, you know, even our boys in corn, like they just dropped a fucking new record. And what it's, a great I'm record fucking, it is. But it's I'm such rocking a great it, album, dude. Man. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck corn did, they killed it on this one. Like, it's just, it's, it's cool to see, man. And so it's dope that rock is, is feels like it's, it's coming back full force right now. It really does, man. And it's just, it's a good time to be alive. It's a good time to play rock music. It's a good time to be in Papa Roach. Can't complain. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, no, very, very glad to hear it. And, uh, you know, a couple more things before I let you go. I mean, I mean, you know, we speak about how we, you, know, you celebrated the past a little bit. One thing I did want to mention that's coming up this year, because we're now going to hit the 20 years of Love, Hate, Tragedy. And I know anniversaries yeah. are what they are and everything. But for me, I absolutely adored that record when it came out. I remember those releases and everything. Oh, yeah. Such a huge moment for you guys. And again, pushing forward. It was really interesting as a follow-up to Infest. You really kind of push yep. yourselves forward in a big way. Um, I always like to ask when it's these kind of anniversaries, what stayed the same for you guys musically? Is there anything you learnt making that record that still applies in terms of what you did now? Anything about the method, anything about the writing process that kind of sticks with you as, oh, that was something I learned there that's kind of stayed with me? Um, for me personally, it was get your fucking life together. You're an absolute wreck. <laughs> that, that's what I learned from that album, honestly, man. And uh, it, it was really at the time when I was honestly I was spiraling um, into a in a real bad way. Um, but the music on that record, we go back and I listen to it. You know, we we reached back into that album and we brought back this track, uh, "Born with Nothing, Die with Everything," and put it in the set. And it's like one of the deep cuts on the record. It's, it wasn't a single. It wasn't one of you know. But it was just one of those tracks that we just love so much. And what is on that fucking track? It's a sick guitar riff. It's like don't forget the riff homies like and also what what i like about that album is it's so raw and stripped and and as i go back and and revisit those moments we're even talking about where we're gonna go after this album and we're like man maybe maybe the mo for this new shit that we might go right is like a little more stripped and raw and not as like uh synced out and you know this this uh electronic element that might maybe that'll take a backseat and so it's interesting how you know you go really heavy and deep into these spaces and then we'll find ourselves going in the opposite direction you know and it's like it's it's uh and that's essentially like what we did between infest and love hate tragedy was like we were kind of labeled as like the broken homeboys and we're like man there's so much more to who we are as a band and what we want to do like i want to prove myself as a valid singer about a valid rock singer and so there isn't a lot of rapping on love hate tragedy and uh i think that that was a uh, another thing that i take from that album is is uh the melodic element that i really was diving into a lot more on that record and uh, i've carried that with me through all the years now it's like i i really want to prove myself as a valid rock singer and uh i think over the course of the last five years i've done so um and so that's why I'm rapping a bunch more on this new record. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, well, I proved that I'm a rock singer. I can fucking rip. 
Now I want to fucking sharpen up my rap skills again. <laughs> have it both ways, man. We're not complaining. You, you can have it both ways. That's all good. I gotta, I gotta tell you something funny, man. It's like, it's this is like, this goes to show you can't pr- please everybody, right? Right. So like, you get fans and they're like, "Yo, dude, you need to go back to your old school shit," you know? And we're like, "Yeah, like." We do that. Like, we'll bring some of that rap back and some of that, like, new metal element to the music again. And and then we realize old school Papa Roach to some people is 2010 and not wow. 2000. Of you know what I'm saying? So, some yeah. people, so, 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 so there's these, like, dip, it's like depends on when you fell in love with our band and what old school means to you. You know what I mean? Mm. And so we never know when somebody is online going, dude, you should do your old school shit. It's like, I don't fucking know what to do, dude. I'm just going to keep pressing it, pressing it forward and do what feels right for us. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's a champagne problem right there, man. That is, you know, you've been around Absolutely. too long and had too many eras. Oh, what a shame. You know, yeah. I think you'll be fine with that. <laughs> no complaints. It, it just makes me laugh, man. It's funny. Man, that is funny. That's a great one, though. I love that. Um, I'll leave you with this, too, because I know you've got shows and stuff to go prepare for, but what are the kind of bigger tour plans? I know you maybe can't give too much away, but we certainly hope you're going to be back here on UK shores at some point, right? Yeah, man. Um, so I think uh, 2023 is our plan, and we got something that we just locked in um, in the UK that's going to be announced that's fucking so dope. I'm so excited about it. Honestly, it's going to be fucking one of the sickest tours we've done in a long time, so... It's, it's very exciting, and uh, the, the announcements will be coming soon. British music, I mean, when it comes to heavy music, you guys are murdering right now. It's like Frank Carter and the Rattlesnake's new album is fucking great. I love it. It's like, I, I, I just keep finding myself, like, just so hopped up on British rock. I'm like, I can't get enough, man. man. I love it. I'm like, at some point, I'd really like to, I've, t- I've said this a few times to the band, I'd love to go over to the UK and just spend some time and write music there. I just love to be be in the space, and I know my homies in uh, while she sleeps got this cool ass little studio yeah. outside Sheffield that I'm like, dude, man, I might have to holler at those guys one day and be like, hey, we're gonna come take that place over for a month. What do you say? So who knows, man? Well, in the meantime, man, all the best to you guys. Best of luck with this album release. Best of luck with all the touring out there, man. We can't wait to see you over here when that does happen, and uh, just appreciate your time as ever, man. All right. Absolutely, man. And great chatting to you again, man. Great chat. Appreciate y'all supporting the music and you know, profiling P. Roach on Rock Sound. It, it really means a lot to us. Absolutely, always, dude. All the best to you.